Yeah, you should not be surprised that the internet is not on your side. High Mystery. You are walking through the woods. There is nothing peculiar about the forest other than your presence in them. Tra-la-la-la-la. <laughs> you don't know how you arrived at this forest, but you find yourself walking softly as if not to disturb its pristine condi condition. Like a ninja. <laughs> you notice the sound of a babbling brook, Aww. and you are drawn to its rhythm. Can you stop babbling for a second? <laughs> Jesus. I can't even hear myself think. Must be time for another episode of High Mystery. Hey! It's a podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about mysteries. Yeah, and we hope you smoke weed too. Yeah, we hope you smoke weed, but don't talk about mysteries. Well, not not while we're us. talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the experts. We've got all the information near us. If you have a mystery that you want to talk about, like, just drop a line, man. Yeah, tell us. Email us. Watch I'm Robert. The, watch the Twitch. Because <laughs> then we watch the Twitch and uh, your comment will be known. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. Uh, so today we will be smoking weed. I have a blunt packed with Lime 91. It's uh, by Redwood Remedies. It's Lime Kush plus White 91. It has got 15.12% THC and 007 on the CBD. Nice. Limes 1 through 90 were bullshit, so yeah. you got Lime 91. That's yeah. when they really figured out their groove. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Lime is a particular, you know, you can go over too much, it's very acidic, and yep. then, like, not enough. It's like, why is it even there? I mean, it might have been made in 1991, and, uh, you know, that was a good year for for Strange World. 91? Was I'm pretty that... sure Wayne's World's 91. Okay. Well, it was we'll... a better time. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for Wayne's World 3, maybe, hopefully, probably. It's coming. Sure. I have faith. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's, it's on the way, um, Wayne's World 3. Uh, yeah, they got. I'm pretty sure they finished shooting it. Oh, oh shit, like post? The Bill and Ted where they're all old and they have, like, kids, yes. basically. Yeah, I mean, how can I it not assume, be there? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 30 years later. <laughs> you have to address the fact if you're rebooting it. No, franchise. don't. Just, <laughs> just continue on. Just continue. Yeah, it's the day after yes. Wayne's World 2 ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could be really funny, especially for that movie. It would make a really good joke out like, of it. Like, oh, man, all the stress from that TV show made us look old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be solid. Uh, I have my usual uh, rat with inside. I've got quite a salad. We've got Fun Uncle Don Skittles with a 28.86% THC. Is that with the double Z? Yes. Skittles. Yes. Uh, Fun Uncle Mosh Pit has uh, 32.8% THC. When you smoke this one, you might end up with a broken nose. So. Nice. Be careful. Is that from passing out into the floor or? Uh, no, mosh pits, you know, you get pretty rowdy. You know? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to get you. Uh, from Platinum, we've got Tropicana Cookies at 32.2% THC. I guess Tropicana Cookies. There was a restaurant down by the river in northern Kentucky called the Tropicana. It's pretty swanky. It seems like it would be. So I feel like Tropicana Cookies, you know, that's pretty swanky stuff. Uh, <laughs> Ames Super Sour Diesel, you know, not to be confused with the Clark Kent Sour Diesel. Don't uh, confuse it. It's got 28.91% THC. No relation. From Caliva, which I assume is a 
combination of California and Lima. Uh, what is Lima? Yeah, for those I, for those that leave California, you know, oh. you you got to leave uh, your life. Uh, that's I how, couldn't make it. It's an Italian company, I assume. It's like um, to lick my balls. <laughs> sure, yeah, just like that. They have their strain is chemistry, T R E E chemistry. Yeah, yeah, they got real clever. And that's got 34. Like tree chemistry. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm glad it took you guys. Uh, I mean, I've been lost to the, like the last two minutes we've been talking, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm just going through my list sure, and having sure, fun with it. Sure, sure. And Ron just uh, blanks out after he says his week. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Right, uh, it was like 15 point, 17 point. Don't worry, Rob. You'll be able to talk soon. Okay. <laughs> 34.2% THC for chemistry. And that's my salad. 34.2% THC? I thought you said that was like the max was 35 or something. That was my understanding that chemically you cannot get higher than 35%. But a lot of my strains here seem to be quite near the goal. So. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I got this swanky pack right here. It's. A gold box for those of you looking at the Twitch. Oh, solid gold, guys. It definitely looks like something you'd do, like you'd have like a little bit of coke inside of the club kind of thing. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's like a real fancy little package. Yeah, it's uh, called Her Highness New York City or oh. NYC. I prefer goddess when I talk about myself, but I sure? guess Her Highness is fine. Are you sure there isn't a little bit of coke in there? <laughs> there is. So the box comes with four joints, and then it comes with this pretty, uh, you know, class class act gold lighter. Oh, so oh. Cool. Uh, and they like, you know. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Ariana got one too. I had to turn her flame down. I forgot to turn the flame down on this one. <laughs> Twitchers, if you are checking this out. Yeah, hefty flame on that guy. I will probably not use that to light this. Yeah, that's, a, that's a barn burner of a lighter there. Uh, they call these the Power Puffs, and mm. it's four pre-rolls laced with keef. And I have that here. It's a Silver Mountain is the, the weed, and Gelato Keef is the keef. Mm. And it has 25.52% THC, and with a sly 0.1 CBD. Mm. I mean, I am a little disappointed that it's power puffs and there's not a green and a blue and a purple one. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's just a missed opportunity because you should have a indica a hybrid and a sativa joint in your packaging. And, and, you know. Yeah, there should be a Mojo Jojo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, there uh, should. I will say for the ladies who enjoy smoking, this is really nice because it has like the longest uh, crutch oh. I've ever seen on a joint. That's fifth element sized crutch. Uh, so, you know, it keeps the smoke away from those fake eyelashes or whatever <laughs> other, you know, keeps the smoke out of the eyes and you already have mascara and stuff. I mean, I think regardless of gender. Right. It's, Sorry. Yeah, just that's a really long my beef. filter. <laughs> my B for genderizing it. If you're wearing fake eyelashes as a dude, you rock it. Yeah. yeah no sure. judgment whatsoever. I believe that everyone should express themselves to their full potential. I get what you're saying, though. It's got the classic sort of uh, uh, 1920s long cigarette feel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's yes. got a it's got a filter and a half on there. 
Tristan's not even going to get high from it because it's just going to be filtering for 2.4 miles. Yeah, the smoke's never going to get to his lungs. Right. <laughs> Tristan's just going to... He's going to get a little high because he's sucking so it's hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's fire these bad boys yeah. up. All right. We are using our little bit of hemp wick here so that we don't get that butane. We're classy gems. Classy gems. If you've got some weed and you want to smoke up, Please smoke with us. Uh, if you've got any other way to get THC in your body, please do that too. But also, if you're sober, you shouldn't feel bad about that. Let's yeah. have some laughs and let's learn about a weird mystery. There's no judgment for those of you who do not want to partake. Please still enjoy our uh, silliness. And yeah. I believe that even if you're not around the smoke and like there's not actual contact high happening, just uh, either listening to people who are stoned or being around stoned people. Like, I feel like you still do get a contact high. I think it's more just that you see people being silly and you've let your guard down and you're like, I can be silly. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing a small part in at least normalizing smoking weed. Uh, so if your states aren't compliant in the laws and whatnot, at least you can see that, hey, we're doing it. We're not dying or jumping out windows or anything. It's yeah. not like some reefer madness going on. For we're, real. We're just having fun and, you know, you right. should too. We're not sweating and like yeah. frantically <laughs> playing piano. <laughs> not running out to drive cars down the highway and driving the walls. Yeah, we're not whatever. melting into our sofas. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, we're referring to reefer madness. <laughs> or even those like anti-pot commercials yeah. where, yeah, the girl's like a deflated thing on yeah. the couch. And always like, what the fuck are you smoking? <laughs> yeah, That's the, ketamine. That's the, not weed. That's <laughs> the girl next to her on the couch is like, she's been like this for a while. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're doing we've been doing this podcast now and this is our third year. You know, we do this shit weekly, so we're actually getting shit done while we're smoking weeds. Yeah. Truth. You know? Anywho, uh yeah, weed's good the end. <laughs> weed's good the end. By uh, our book. <laughs> uh so I brought in the mystery today. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a deep, deep dive into the assassination of JFK. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> I'm pretty ready for it. I will say just really quickly, uh, with like the Coronas thing happening, people are, uh, I don't know, extra <coughs> worried about like, you know, I have a family member, I won't blow his spot out, Good. but he decided to stop smoking because of the Coronas virus saying that, you know, oh, it's like a lung situation. I don't want to like, compromise the lung situation. Well, there has been scientific research done that, that's a plane right there. <laughs> but that uh, cannabis can actually help prevent uh, catching it. Oh, I mean, I've definitely heard cannabis uh, killing cancer. <laughs> let's uh, let's yeah. not make any false that's, claims. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Did, did the research. I found that on sure. classic Google. So, yeah, yeah. You know. There you go. No duck, duck, go here. No. I mean, I uh, you should still do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's still on there. I'm just saying even mainstream media is like, yeah, it could help. <laughs> it could help. So this will be part one in a seven part mystery. Good I'm glad you're doing this one too, because I'm going to do one on Abraham Lincoln. Oh, nice! So, oh, yeah. Right. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> crossover between Abe Lincoln and JFK because they were both vampire hunters. Yes. yes. 
They both hunted on the moon. <laughs> so uh, strap yourself in. Uh, I can't wait to kill these vampires on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> we go there not because it's easy. <laughs> but because we must. <laughs> and I enjoy killing vampires. <laughs> so in this part, we'll be examining who Kennedy was and the official timeline events um, that happened on 22nd November 1963, along with the immediate aftermath of the assassination. Official. Official reports. Okay, so officially, he was John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Yep. <laughs> 35th president of the United States of America. Youngest president in history. He went to... Not the tightest ass, for sure. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's arguing yeah, I know. on the tighted asses. <laughs> yeah, we've every president that's ever taken office has had a quarter bounced off of their ass, and his bounced the highest. Yeah, <laughs> first Catholic president too. Yeah, interesting. He, he went to Harvard, was a varsity swimmer there, and a star class sailor, even winning a championship medal in 1937. Do you happen to know what his sign is? Since the dude likes water so much, I wonder if he was like a water sign. <laughs> we can find out pretty quick. Of all the information I have. Okay. It should have been number one, <laughs> right? bro. Like, yeah. The information in the stars <laughs> is so revealing. In 1940, he graduated cum laude before enrolling at Stanford Graduate School. He went uh, on to leave that school to fight in World War II in 1941. <laughs> Uh, he attempted to enter the Army's officer candidate school, but was um, was medically disqualified due to his chronic back problems. But How do you get them back problems? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he did go to war at one point, so... Yeah, but this was him trying to get into Army officer school, so this was definitely before that. I just think he might have had, like, chronic back problems from either being a swimmer and or, and or sailor, you know? Who knows? I mean, I'm living... Evidence that it doesn't, you know, yeah, you there's don't nothing need a, particular you can point to. Sure. I don't even know how I injured my back. Yeah. So. And he, I mean, his back problems were so bad that he was, uh, he did like wear a back brace a lot of his life, you know, under his suit, you know, he didn't notice it, but he was wearing a brace. Um, but because of his connections, he was allowed to join the Naval Reserve as an ensign. During his four years, he was awarded several medals, including a Purple Heart. He worked as a journalist for Hearst newspaper for only a short time before becoming a member of the House of Representatives from Massachusetts from 1947 to 1953. Do you think he got hazed when he won those, <laughs> those awards? Oh, yeah, he had to carry his cherry to the uh, <laughs> glass and his <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was then a Massachusetts senator from 1953 to 1960, during which time he won a Pulitzer for his book, Profiles in Courage. Okay. He was elected president and served less than three years of his first term from 1961 until his death on November 22nd, 1963. He was just 46 years old. Though his tenure as president was short, there were a few milestone moments of his presidency. The Bay of Pigs invasion, which was a failed attempt to overthrow Fidel Castro, ultimately intensifying the Cold War and led to the sanctions that stayed through to the Obama administration. 
the Cuban Missile Crisis, which was the closest the Cold War ever came to full-scale nuclear war and lasted for just over a month, the erection of the Berlin Wall. Yeah, he handled a lot of erections. <laughs> and one of his first acts as president, he created the Peace Corps. Oh, interesting. You didn't talk about him banging Marilyn Monroe a whole bunch. <laughs> right? No, I didn't. The, the not secret mentioned. passageways in and out of the, the White House. I mean, he was famously a womanizer. Yes. And he was, I mean, if you didn't know, he's fucking everything that had two legs in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine but, he was fucking only the, the best of the best. You got Marilyn Monroe right yeah. there on the back. The back corner. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, he wasn't cheating on uh, Jackie O for just any old piece. I mean, you don't know. He could have had, like, a, a real problem where, yeah. like, there is a point where you're a sex addict and you don't care. Like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Like, also there hard, is no... Hard to tell the president anything. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, let's get to his assassination. Okay. On November twenty seventh, we're 20- not going to stop on his. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we I have. I mean, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's seven parts. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> Part one of JFK, JFK getting <laughs> So on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, JFK was in Dallas, Texas, on a political trip to smooth over frictions in the Democratic Party between Democratic liberals Ralph and Don Yarbrough, no relation and conservative Democratic Texas Governor John Connolly. So you have to understand the Democratic Party was drastically changing around this time. Uh, they were taking on causes such as civil rights and not everyone in the party was exactly on board with the direction the party was going. That's why you had Democratic liberals and Democratic conservatives. After this, they would just basically break up into conservatives and Democrats, or Republicans and Democrats, I should mm-hmm. say. Kennedy needed the state's electoral college votes in order to win re-election. So he was traveling in a presidential motorcade through downtown Dallas. Oh, I, for, I forgot. I've got pictures. pictures. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Jay. Oh, he's, he's such a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> Started a peace corps. <laughs> there's a tra- traveling in a presidential motorcade through downtown Dallas in an open-top limousine. Their destination was the Dallas Trademark where Kennedy was set to give his third speech of the day. Inside the limousine were John Connolly and his wife in the front section of the back of the limousine, and in the back of the limousine were Kennedy and his wife. In the driver's and passenger seats were Secret Service members William Robert Greer (coughs) and Roy Kellerman, respectively. The motorcade was comprised of three vehicles that Uh, the lead vehicle carrying only Secret Service and police protection, the second was the president's car, and the third carried Secret Service and presidential aides. At about 12.30, the motorcade passed the Texas School Book Depository about 10 miles from their destination. Let me just show you that. Show it to me. Boom. (laughs) Such a brilliant illustration. (laughs) Right? So... The motorcade, oh, yeah, 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 we got that. So Nellie Connolly, Governor Connolly's wife, turned to look at Kennedy saying, Mr. President, you can't say Dallas doesn't love you. To which Kennedy replied, no, you certainly can't. Those would be the president's last words. 
for soon afterwards, shots were fired. The first shot happened as Kennedy was waving to the audience. Many of the audience and those inside the cars weren't immediately aware that shots were being fired, many thinking it was either fireworks or a car backfiring. <laughs> Governor Connolly, a World War II veteran, immediately knew it was shots being fired from a high-powered rifle and began looking left and right. He turned to see if Kennedy was behind him and he could not see Kennedy, so he turned around and was hit in the upper right of his back by a bullet he claims not to have heard. After being hit, he cried out, Oh, no, 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 my God, they're going to kill us all. Oh. Is this from the... This is from the governor yeah. sitting right in front of Kennedy. <clears throat> Mrs. Connolly testified that just after hearing a loud noise that came from somewhere behind her and to her right, she turned toward Kennedy and saw him raise up his arms and elbows with his hands in front of his face and throat. By the way, I just want to say, when people are saying that they're hearing sounds coming from a certain direction, like, I'm looking at this picture, there's so many buildings and stuff. Like, it's got to be hard to really determine the direction of some of these sounds. Like, especially, I feel like a gunshot is notorious for, like, yeah, echoing you, and bouncing around. And, you could be hearing the echo of the sound, so it could be bouncing off of the book depository hitting you in the right ear as opposed to the left or who knows, but yeah. I disagree. I think, uh, you know, your ears face forward mm -hmm. evolutionarily. And mm -hmm. I think like you do have a pretty good idea, at least directionally wise, which way a sound comes from, but also even more so if you've seen open combat and this guy's definitely a World War II veteran. I guess I'm more talking about his wife. Sure. I oh, guess she's she said that, that about she the heard direction it. of these sounds, and I feel like there's so much chaos, and there's so much like noise and yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like roaring crowds happening. Like it's not like you're just out for a stroll in the park. For sure, that's sure. true. Well, she heard another shot and her husband yelling. She turned away from Kennedy toward her husband, at which point another gunshot sounded and both she and the limousine's rear interior were covered in fragments of skull, blood, and brain. Oh. Right? Jackie Kennedy could be seen attempting to climb out of the limousine after the second shot, which hit her husband's head, possibly to retrieve, like, skull fragments, though she claims to have no recollection of this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just go into fight-or-flight mode. And For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen the video of all this. Yeah, this is the there's really only one video that is seen by people, and that's the as Abraham's the Pruder film that shows the moment of impact. Mm -hmm. Um and is pretty much the only video evidence that you catch of this whole thing. Uh Kennedy was hit twice. One bullet entering his back and exiting through his throat the other entering and exiting his head. Connolly was hit thrice, one bullet entering his back just below his right armpit, destroying four inches of his right fifth rib, his, and then exiting his chest just below his right nipple. The second entering his arm just above his right wrist, cleanly shattering his right radius bone in eight pieces 
and exiting just below his wrist at the inner side of his right palm, and the third entering his inner left thigh where it remained lodged, fully intact. It doesn't even sound like they're all coming from the same direction. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a moment of the him of JFK lifting his hands up in front of his face and everything. He's doing this, palms out. But you said it went <clears throat> through his back and out his throat. Throat. So that means he's getting it from behind. Right. And, yeah, and, that's and then the, the other guy. According to the official. This is the official report that that's what happened to the bullet. You're saying the same thing that so many conspiracy theorists have said for a long time, Tristan. But they're on an angle together. Okay. So Kennedy's sitting here, other guy's sitting here. So if the bullets are coming from here, they're going through Kennedy and hitting him. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll, we'll get to the bullet trajectory. But a lot of people don't believe that they came from... The back. A lot of people believe that he was hit from the front and the back. Sure. I mean, it definitely sounds like multiple trajectory points, especially with the homie getting up and turning around. Yeah. This is, that's kind of another thing that people are like, hmm, well, which bullet did hit him? You know, was it the first? Was it the second? Because a lot of people say they've heard gunshots before anyone got hit. But uh, there's the bullet that they retrieved from Connolly's thigh, fully intact. So, so pretty fat slug. Fat oh, yeah. slug. It's a big bullet. Yep. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, the yeah. teaser. <laughs> so, um, the impact of the shots were so powerful that blood was splattered on the Secret Service vehicle following the president. 80% of the witnesses claimed to have heard a total of three shots fired. No other passengers in the vehicle were injured. So brain splatter hit the car behind him. Yes. That's not necessarily brain. Brain or blood or something. Spray. So that to me says the force entered his front of his face and then blew it back. I mean I'm pretty sure when you see gunshot wounds, there's back flow and forward. That that is true. When uh because it's usually on people's hands and stuff. I'm just thinking to the point of like hitting the car behind him. I feel like that more says that it went from front to back and then his sure. like other wound went from back to, you know, it just, yeah. There's a lot of front and back, back and front going on. <laughs> I think it more speaks to the power of the round, the size of the slugs and the power of the impact of the blast. I mean, when you think of like modern sniper rifles and stuff, they absolutely like, tear people apart in a horrifying way. I mean, you and, saw the size of that bullet. Yeah, and yeah. this is, a, a, you know, it's like 300 yards, I think, or something like that. It's, it's, a, it's 250 feet, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> from the book depository window. It's, it's 250 an, feet. It's not an impossible shot, but it's such a long shot that when you do make contact like that, the velocity of the bullet and stuff can just be devastating. Sure. So... And we don't know to what extent. I feel like it could be the like Rambo-esque blood spatter that you're picturing in mm-hmm. your head, but it might just mean that like droplets made it to the rear car. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. And it wouldn't be hard to notice blood on a windshield, even in an extremely minimal amount, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just they didn't also reference that it sprayed the car in front of them or that Yeah. You know, so sure. 
And I think that also speaks to like the length of the vehicle that it is, because it isn't uh, convertible, but it's a limousine convertible. And he is in the very so, back of it, and exactly. they are moving forward. forward right. So yeah. you know, they <laughs> okay. it could have just hopped up in the air, and then by the time that next limousine got there, it fell. Okay. Yeah. But uh, there's no real saying how far the blood droplets. I mean, sure. The limousine then sped to Parkland Memorial Hospital within minutes, but they were too late. Well, yeah, the dude's head was blown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe not too late for these other people who were hit, but. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kennedy was declared dead 12 minutes after arriving at 1 p.m. Connolly, however, would go on to make a full recovery. There was a legal battle over what to do with Kennedy's body immediately following his death. The, why. Well, the Texas state medical examiner refused to let the body go before an autopsy was performed, according to state law. But Jackie and the Secret Service rightfully wanted the fuck out of Texas, right. and their authority ultimately superseded state law, and Kennedy's body was taken back to Love Field, where they had landed just hours earlier, and departed back to D.C. Just minutes after Kennedy was pronounced dead, police had arrested a man named Lee Harvey Oswald, whom they believed to be the gunman. He was so. widely accepted as the gunman as well. Yeah. That's uh, the I man. I mean, he was a gunman. He w he did have you know, a gun. He did. He <laughs> was there with the gun, firing gun. Did it? Was it the bullet that? Well, you know, we don't. We're gonna find out. That's why we're talking about sure. it on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there has to. That's be why one. there's seven parts. Otherwise, open shut. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh Lord. Several witnesses claim to have heard the gunshots come from the sixth floor window of the southeast corner of the book depository. <laughs> Only two employees from the building were missing. One was a man that left the building and was not allowed back into the building by police at the time of the shooting. The other was Oswald, whom had only been working there for about a month. Okay, that is pretty suspicious. Right? Suspicious. <laughs> police had gathered information from witnesses that had seen him in the window. Moments after the shots were fired, Oswald ran down the flights of stairs to escape where he was confronted by a police officer with his gun drawn on Oswald. However, Oswald was allowed to escape after he was identified by his manager as an employee of the building. So, I mean, that's some shit. You know, you, get, you just shot the president, you run down the steps, police officer has his gun drawn on you, and your manager's like... Nah, Jack, let him go. He works here. And he's like, I'm right. him for a month. I trust him with my life. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, his mugshot here is not doing him any favors. This no, like little not. smirk that he's making, it makes him, you know. Sure. He's giving off a real douchey vibe. He's <laughs> <laughs> very smarmy looking for sure. Oswald walked several blocks, caught a city bus, and then hailed a taxi, which took him to his boarding house, where he grabbed a pistol and a coat, and then began walking around aimlessly. Really? Right? <laughs> By this time, police had already discovered a high-powered rifle in the book depository buried underneath some boxes, as well as three shell casings left by the window. That's... 
pretty, you know, so <laughs> open and shut. Open and shut. Let me just see what this There's is. no mystery here. <laughs> Police initially identified the rifle as a 7.65 Mauser, but the FBI would later correct this as an Italian Carcano M91 38 bolt action rifle, a notoriously inaccurate rifle. What a novice mistake. Right? Everyone can tell that was an Italian made. <laughs> this this is a picture of Oswald holding said rifle. I mean, you got photographic evidence right there. I mean that yeah, that he owned the rifle, but like right? again, it's notorious. I mean, if you practice, I'm sure, sure he's figured out how to like adjust for how shitty of an accuracy. <laughs> is. Absolutely. Sure. Um but it's just suspicious that they had identified the gun and then the FBI is like, no, it's this gun. They're like, but gun's right there. <laughs> I'm looking at it right there. But at any rate, the rifle had been purchased by Oswald earlier that year under the alias A. Heidel. A police officer named J.D. Tippett was patrolling his usual area when he saw a man fitting the description of the shooter. Does that other gun, is it, does it use the same type of bullets? And is it more like, um, more the gun that they, the cops said it was? You know, before the FBI was like, no, 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 it's the shitty one that he did purchase at one point. I mean, I, I imagine they both fire the same type of bullet, uh, 38. Must be. Yeah. So there's that. But the one's clearly more accurate than the other. Yeah. So. And like, would there be a way to tell based off of like impact or based off of? I mean, they have the no. guns sitting in their hands. They yeah. Should, shouldn't be a question. It's yeah, weird, no. Right? They have a gun in evidence or in custody or yeah. at a museum somewhere. But whether or not that's the gun they found on the sixth floor of the book depository is something is entirely different. Yeah. I see. Uh, also, like, I mean, it is possible where it's like you have a bunch of people selling something and then you finally get to an expert and they're like, oh, this is a recreation. It's mm -hmm. like, it may seem like the German one, but it's yeah. actually of Swiss descent. Sure. So I guess I can see where you might misidentify a gun, especially if it's a classic World War II gun or something like that. Sure. So... Uh... He confronted Oswald, who drew his 38 revolver and shot Tippett four times, including one shot to the head, killing him in front of witnesses. Oh, jeez. Lee Harvey Oswald Lee Harvey, yeah, just moments after killing the president. Well, regardless, he's a murderer. You know? Yeah, like, If he got the president or not, the dude killed this other dude. Yeah. This, this, like, walking around aimlessly sort of fits the bill for, I feel like, what happens with what we've seen, unfortunately, a lot in this country with, like, mass shooters and stuff. Like, they don't know what to do. Sure. They, lash, they continue to lash out violently, whether against themselves or others, until it's just over. Yeah. You know? They never... Uh, it was always, like, a fantasy up until the point where it wasn't a fantasy anymore. And then, yeah, what do you do after you've... Yeah. I don't know. That's uh, some deep, dark shit that I don't know. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Oswald fled the scene, running several blocks, eventually ducking into a theater without buying a ticket, 
where he sat watching oh, a double get him feature. For that ticket thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> Nail him on the ticket. There's one angry usher. He's 95 pounds soaking wet. Right. <laughs> He's walking up. Excuse me, sir. Sir, sir, <laughs> I have to ask you to leave. You did not pay for your ticket. You did not pay the eight fifty, sir. <laughs> this theater is operating on double feature prices. <laughs> that means we can't afford to go without getting every ticket, sir. <laughs> He's flashing it with his flashlight, yeah. sir. Sure. <laughs> Hold the film. We're not going to show the film. Hold it. Hold the roll. Sir, this audience will rise up against you with me. <laughs> so uh, the double feature was Cry of Battle and War is Hell. Oh, did he laugh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to ask the hard questions. <laughs> What are d neither of those movies are famous? No, do they're we, only famous for being those movies. Do we know if they're comedies or if they're like hard, violent? Uh, no, I'm films? pretty sure they're just you know, the like war, yeah, you know, just war movies. films, sentimental war films. Interesting, uh, I just wonder, you know, like because it is kind of weird <laughs> that he's sitting down in a movie theater at all. I mean, yeah. I guess it's a good way to hide of, in like, the dark, hide out, yeah. yeah, but. It's also kind of surprising that there are people in this theater that they're like the theater is actually running a movie yeah. when the president of the United States is re literally waving at people just a few blocks away. Well, sure. Uh, could, yeah. Like you couldn't, you didn't want to see the president. You just wanted to see a double feature. I mean, they wow. knew that this would be the best time to go see the movie because it would be. <laughs> and also there's probably a lot of Republicans. It's Texas. Sure. So yeah. Like, I don't want to go see the fucking president. Yeah, let's go see this war movie. Yeah, exactly. Let's go see two war movies back to back. That's right. Back um, to back. <laughs> our former president was in town. A oh, couple yeah. of times. We never went and saw him. True. So. That is true. Truth. <laughs> so Oswald's seat was third row from the back, fifth seat in from the aisle. And they actually have, like, the seat still there. And, like, there's, like, a marking on I'm it. Sure. This is the seat. Historical seat. This is <laughs> a historical building because it's tied to this tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> a witness by the name of Johnny Calvin Brewer noticed Oswald's strange behavior and followed him into the theater and alerted police. Like, noticed his strange behavior, like shooting people? Uh, like, I think this was, he, like, ran this from the scene several blocks later. This guy, I see him, this guy. Just, like, all huffing, strange. huffing, running yeah. into a theater. Exactly. So Maybe, he, like, checking his gun. Yeah. His <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining it being super obvious now. Yeah. <laughs> He's like reloading his gun, <laughs> dumping the bullets into the street. Like, can you help me pick up these bullets? Can anybody help me pick up these bullets? Oh man, I'm all thumbs over here. <laughs> Butterfingers. <laughs> oh. So two officers along with Brewer went into the theater where they arrested Oswald on the stage of the theater at 1.50 p.m., just six blocks from the scene of the crime. On the stage. So on like the stage. they came in and he must have started to run. Oh yeah, they definitely Realized. roughed him up. But you can see from his mugshot that, you know, he's like he's bleeding from the, the yeah. <laughs> so they they definitely he fought. Yeah. You know, but uh was unsuccessful. Huh. Um less than an hour after that at 2:34 p.m., Jackie was still wearing her bloodstained clothes. She stood beside Vice President Lyndon Johnson as he was sworn into office. On Oswald's person at the time of his arrest 
was a forged ID bearing the name Alec J. Heidel, the same alias that he used to purchase the rifle and the handgun. Strangely, Texas law at the time, and maybe to this day, didn't impose control over the purchase of weapons, so there was no reason for him to use an assumed name to buy the weapons in the first place. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. It could have been like planted on him, a right. fake ID or whatever, and then, uh -huh. oh, yep, this is an alias he uses all the time. Huh. Army intelligence, however, did have a file on an A.J. Heidel. Oh. But the contents of the file were destroyed before oh. it could be acquired by investigators. Oh. That's some fucking shady shit, man. So Oswald was held for two nights in city jail before he was set to transfer to county jail on the 24th. Let's just... Bam. <laughs> Oswald was held for two nights in city jail. Uh, so, yeah, he claimed that he did not shoot anyone, that he was only guilty of having a pistol in a movie theater. No, he killed someone. <laughs> and that he was being set up as a patsy. That may be true, but he also killed someone. Sure, sure, maybe. maybe. I mean, there's just witnesses that can attest to this. Oh, but... so the alleged uh, other shooting is also not confirmed? I mean, like, just by witnesses? If you. Like, no if, you like, <laughs> if you trust witnesses, if you trust hard evidence, because I don't. All, all witnesses can attest to is that a man shot a policeman, and not necessarily that it's this guy. That's okay. <laughs> but like, does he have any gun residue on his hand? Does you know? Does he? Uh, this is before that stuff. Yeah, That's I don't think okay. they they can test for it. Well. <laughs> but yeah, sure, we sure, sure, suspension sure. of disbelief. On yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oswald's past was discovered that he had served as a U.S. Marine sharpshooter before defecting to Soviet Russia, eventually becoming a Marxist agitator. Oswald's transfer from city to county jail was coordinated, oddly enough, to protect Oswald from harm and was broadcast live on TV. So weird. Right? right? It seems like they're putting on a performance piece. Like, mm -hmm. look, this is what we need you to see. This is mm -hmm. this, the narrative that we need you to see. Even <laughs> them, like, doing it on it, like, catching him on a stage is, like, sub sublimely or subconsciously. I don't know. I feel like that's such, like, a, a in your face, like, look at the play we're putting on for you. Look at the staged sure. acts we're doing for you. They had to show everyone in the theater that he was being arrested. Right? It couldn't be a quiet... Uh, handling. <laughs> so suddenly a man from the crowd uh, shot Oswald point blank in the chest with a pistol, as we can see right here just before the shooting. Uh, Which guy the, is? Oh, yeah, the guy with the hat. The guy, the guy with the hat. And the gun. Pointing a gun <laughs> at the guy without a hat yeah, and yeah. a sweater vest. What's that guy's name? The man, a local nightclub owner by the name of Jack Ruby, Jack Ruby, claimed that he killed Oswald for Mrs. Kennedy to spare her the discomfort of a trial. Wow. I mean, it could just be the camera angle of this picture, but it looks like he is not going to do a good job killing him. <laughs> yeah, he's shooting pretty low. Right? Yeah, there is a picture of him being shot, like right after being shot and... I just didn't want to show that one. It's a more famous For one, sure. I think. But uh, yeah, it's he's 
you know. <laughs> he did it. Yeah. Uh, many people, however, believe that Ruby's decision to shoot Oswald was very spur of the moment in that he was only in the area to wire money to a dancer that worked for him. And based on the time of his wire, he would have needed split-second precision in order to get to Oswald to shoot him. And that had it been uh, premeditated, uh, he wouldn't have uh, he wouldn't have had the time. Um, he wouldn't have wired the money. It would have been an unnecessary thing to do in the middle of this small window of time that you have to shoot. So are they saying that the guy isn't him, or they're saying that like he is like a Manchurian candidate or whatever, got the code word and was like, well, I got to go kill some people. I mean, they're saying what they're saying is that uh, Jack Ruby just happened to be in a yeah. place with a gun at the time and thought, I'm just going to shoot this guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, and because he made this money transfer, it indicates that it wasn't a premeditated thing. Exactly. I see. Although a lot of people maintain that Jack Ruby is a hired gun, specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. hired to like take out uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. He's got like a mafioso mm-hmm. past, right? He's like an enforcer or something. He's definitely, I mean, when you own a nightclub... <laughs> yeah. Um, so Oswald was transferred to Parkland Memorial, where he died two hours later. Sorry, you probably don't have this information. Do you know how much he was wiring to this dancer? I do not. <laughs> I don't have that receipt on me. Well, I mean, you know, like if it was an absurd amount, then I don't know if, like, maybe he's just wiring it to himself under the guise of. You know, or if he's like knows he's about to do this, so he's like transferring all his assets yeah. to somebody kind of thing. No, it was just as much as you would pay a dancer that worked for you in a nightclub. Probably I don't know, hundred, 100 bucks. bucks or something like that. <laughs> hundred bucks. Let's go. I mean nineteen sixties money, who knows? And yeah. we don't know if it was for a night of work, a week of work. Who okay. knows? <laughs> but uh Kennedy was buried on the twenty fifth, the same day of his son's third birthday. Oh, also the same day that Lee Harvey Oswald was buried. On the 29th, President Johnson commissioned an investigation into the assassination of JFK. This was known as the Warren Commission, which after 10 months would eventually produce what is known as the Warren Report, an 888-page document detailing what happened on the 26th of November, 1963. The report concluded that Oswald, whom had become a skilled marksman as a Marine, fired three shots at a distance of over 250 feet. And we got... Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. Boom! There we go. We've got a picture of the window. the window. That would have been the angle, trajectory, and the distance that you would have had to have fired because they've even got three cars in the spot that Kennedy would have been hit. Hmm. Oh, I can barely see those things. Yeah, you see it better on the video. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, and here's the thing. Hitting moving targets, I mean, I guess when you're in war, they're moving targets too. So, like, there's more training in that scenario. Like, he hasn't just been doing target practice, like, or... Sure. Not moving objects, whatever. I mean, he had to have known which, uh, you know, the window that he would have been firing the gun at. Well, at least a month of, you know, planning, because that's how long he's been working at this place, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he probably got the job knowing that Kennedy was going to be in the area around the time. 
And so he's like, all right, in a month he's scheduled to come out here. I'm going to shoot him then. I mean, who knows? It could just be like the same claim for Jack Ruby. It could just kind of be the kind of thing where it was like opportunity just meant coincidence where he just happened to get the job at the books depository and was, you know, had this rifle and had this issue. He just had it with him at work. Man, (laughs) good thing I I brought my rifle to work today. (laughs) I'm just saying it might not have been as intentional as we think in terms of like him getting a job knowing Kennedy was coming to town. And what was his timeline that he's, he gives that he was at work and then he left work and then went to the movie theaters. That was his timeline. We probably don't get I mean, much of anything. Yeah, we don't get that. any of that information because he was shot too soon. There wasn't a trial held or anything. So they had this guy arrested. He was held. He said, guys, I'm not the guy. And then was shot. <laughs> Died. Okay. So... But uh, we've got here in this picture uh, the trajectory of the shot fired. Um, so they said two bullets mm-hmm. was the total that Actually caused all. Car. Yeah, that caused all the damage in the vehicle. Uh, the first entered Kennedy's neck, exiting his throat before hitting Connolly, which entered his back, exiting his chest, entering and exiting his wrist, eventually stopping in his leg. This is often referred to as the magic bullet because one bullet takes that trajectory. I mean, when it's going with that velocity, like it makes sense that it goes through a couple of things and then, like, yeah, like towards the end or whatever it hits, it kind of just like gets lodged in there. Sure. And um, all the points that it went through seem pretty soft. So that would also explain why the bullet like maintained so much of its shape. Like when they were showing that final thing that they pulled out of his leg, it was pretty solid. Usually when bullets meet bone, Mm -hmm. there's fragmentation. Yeah. Yeah. The second shot was the fatal shot that entered and exited the president's head. And that's all that happened to it. The third shot missed the car entirely ricocheted off a piece of sidewalk, eventually injuring a bystander by the name of James Tegg, grazing his right cheek. The commission concluded that Oswald and Ruby both acted alone, though many witnesses question and outright disagree with the report, but those theories will be examined in later parts of this. Oh, so this series. is, we're not talking about mysteries at all today? Just off of the information that we do know that the police misidentified the rifle. Because they're bunglers. Because they're yeah. bunglers. Classic bungling. And <laughs> that he was able to get all three shots off and he missed with his third shot. But the first two were spectacularly good, even though... They people witnesses even in the car say that he heard they they heard shots looked around and then were hurt. Well, yeah, I was also wondering like, um, is this a single action thing? Like, is he having to reload a new bullet? In this every is time, a or bolt is like... action rifle, so he has to every shot click back the empty cartridge, reload the new one. But he's it's, not it, physically having to put in a new cartridge. No, he doesn't have to put it in. It comes in automatically. Okay. But yeah, it is bolt action, so you, it's a sniper rifle. You do have to Reload, dis- yeah, yeah. get rid of the spent cartridge and put in a new one. Um, 
I mean, I feel like it's also possible. We don't have every bullet fired anyway. Like, I don't think they recovered all of them, right? Just so, the one in the leg. I don't see any reason why the count on his amount of times fired couldn't be off. Yeah. Like they All they know is that they got three shell casings, so they assume three bullets. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say three bullets, but... What happened to the guy who was grazed in the cheek so conveniently? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah the, he just, he was well, not a, like a bad injury. If it, it, it scratched him, he bled from the cheek, but not it, it wasn't like the bullet went in anywhere. Right. Yeah, grazed. I'm just saying like that's a pretty yeah, convenient situation to all of a sudden make you not a suspect whatsoever. You're like, well, this guy was a bystander and he was injured. He had no idea what was happening. <laughs> So you think he's in on it as well? Possibly. He could be. Yeah. I don't know this guy's <laughs> life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a lot of different uh, things right there in that, you know, which one, which bullet was the one that, you know, hit Kennedy? Was it the first? Was it the second? Um, are we getting, are we going to get into like why he would have been, I mean, he was assassinated regardless of who it was. Exactly. So are we going to get into the theories of oh. why he was assassinated, like trying to yeah. stop the new world order and they didn't like that? <laughs> I mean, there's just to kill the lead, you know, the Illuminati tried to, uh, knock him out. <laughs> what the? Is that what? You're thinking that, like... Well, the New World Order. Oh, it was trying to get Connolly? That the bullet was meant for Connolly, no, not Kennedy? No, <laughs> it's meant for Kennedy, because Kennedy had a couple speeches where he was trying to, like, blow them out of the water, there, saying they, that, they're, you know, there's a secret organization who's running all the shit, they're the powers that be. Like, I do, I do It's a formidable force. I'm just wondering why our magic bullet picture's still up. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. We all know Rob loves magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He took a whole course at the Magic Castle. Yeah, yeah, for magic bullet study. Pre Corona. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll be getting into the definite theories on why he was assassinated, who could have also assassinated him, where the other bullets could have come from. Well, You're saying this is a seven part? Seven parts. Yeah, we got six more of these. Six more. It's, but it's, I mean, it gets deep. This is just all the information that you need to know in order to get to the real theories in the meat of the, the mystery. Okay. There's a special that they did not that long ago where they analyzed digitally and stuff and, like, showed the bullet lines and all that kind of stuff. And once you see it digitized, you have to believe it. Well, once you see that. Once you see them uh, computer-generate the arrows that show you where, uh, you, yeah. where you need to believe stuff happened. I mean, the... Colin isn't wrong. They do have like some type of their people have been able to disprove and all that kind of stuff, certain aspects of it. And I don't really with spend science with science, <laughs> but uh, like science. but yeah, they do tend to do that. But there are still a lot of things that the Warren Commission never addresses, and like science can't explain it. That really is the more uh, meat and potatoes of this. It's mainly about who, if if Oswald didn't act alone like the Warren Commission says, then what? Right. And that's really what the next six parts deal with, is the who else could it possibly be, why their motivation, where they were, that kind of stuff. Mm. But For sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. I would have done this in one mystery if I could, but man... So many Wikipedia articles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is uh, JFK Jr. still alive, right? No. 
No, are you sure? Yeah, no, he died. He died in a plane plane crash, I believe. Yeah, that might sure. be a, a side mystery about JFK. I heard, I heard JFK Jr. is still kicking it. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if mean, he if there's claims that he's still alive, then are that we also about to talk about Bobby Kennedy at some point? Is that, that that's not part of this mystery because Bobby Kennedy, his assassination. Was, has nothing to do with JFK's, or at least... Who's to say? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm pretty sure this is a 10-parter now. <laughs> we gotta talk about Bobby, we gotta talk about JFK Jr. Jr. I mean, can't Bobby Kennedy just have his own mystery? Why he always gotta be lumped in with his brother? Because he's used to our obvious reasons, okay? Trust, he's used to it by now. More attractive, he's the handsomer one. <laughs> he is younger. He did more, you know. I don't know. I think it's obvious. I don't think any kid brother is sad about being lumped in with their presidential brother. There is something to be said about, like, uh, psychology and, like, uh, for whatever reason, we as humans just, like, trust pretty people more like we trust sure. their word a little bit more i don't know if that's because like society always is like look at this evil ugly person don't trust them <laughs> i'm sure that has something to do with it <laughs> yeah. like oh this beautiful princess is so innocent like believe everything she tells you yeah i mean just uh believes believe or when somebody shows you who they are believe them right mm -hmm. so uh well a quick uh just a quick poll of the table like, do you think that the Warren report, you know, and that they say that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was the sole uh, actor in this and that he 100% killed Kennedy, acted alone, shots came from the building, the end. Open shut, he's the one. Yeah. Are you 100% on that? No. Of course not. No? I'm not even... But, but like, what percentage are you? Like, you'd say... Well, I'm most likely to believe that. I'm, I'm like 80% on them. Here's the thing. I have very little disbelief that he couldn't make the shot. Okay, I, yeah. I think, he, I think this shot from that building on these cars with that rifle is very doable. Sure. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to give a percentage if, if this were a Rotten Tomatoes. And 100% uh, would be this. totally, totally believe Lee R.V. Oswald. <laughs> Soul did it alone. I no haven't conspiracy. heard anything yet that makes me believe that it wasn't him. You want me to? I can show the magic bullet. Well, I don't know if I left it up too long. The, I, need, <laughs> I need Neil deGrasse Tyson to talk to me about the magic bullet. Because, like, is that kind of tumbling representative of what happens in this situation? I think it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's what I think, I'm, too. I, and to be honest, after reading everything, I'm... Like a hundred percent, pretty sure <laughs> that that bullet did that trajectory. They managed to line up the bodies in just the right way that it would be a straight and narrow path. Did it, right? Same. Like yeah. I need like a little Mythbusters. Yeah. Like how Demonstration. much? <laughs> yes, I would love to know. Like if we can set up like a gel torso with like representative bones and see how much they, that curves yeah. the trajectory of a bullet. I feel like they've done similar things. Like, they have. Like, right. Oh, if you hide underwater, is that a legitimate uh, source oh, of protection for, for bullets? And it yeah, is. Yeah, like absolutely. the water legitimately like destroys or dissipates the like forward momentum of the bullet. Yeah, it's crazy. It doesn't guarantee you won't get hit. But no, like, you have to be a certain depth or whatever. Yeah, but, the, but it slows down the velocity so much that, like, no matter what, you're better off in the water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sure. around the table, we basically say there is a conspiracy afoot. 
I will say I am at 100% the opposite end of the spectrum <laughs> as far as that no. report. I don't believe that report at all. Yeah. I do believe that that bullet came from that window possibly. Was it him? I don't know. Was it that gun? I don't know. Were there other... Was that the only gun that was used? I don't know. That one bullet I could see having come from that point of view. Sure. sure. But that one bullet that we have in evidence was not the kill shot. Right. So, you know, if he just injured the president, that's still bad. <laughs> but is he, is it it's rightful enough funny. to say that he's a murderer of JFK? I mean, whether or not it was even him or his. Yeah. Or I mean, if, was, you, if your goal is to murder and you don't succeed, like you're still, but you should still be tried as someone who was a, you know, you were attempting to murder them just because you suck sure. at it doesn't I mean, and shooting the pigeons that day. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have very easily, he got, he showed up to work that morning and then some FBI guys came in and said, hey, you can't be here. You need to get out. No, out the back door, whatever the case. Or maybe you need to stay off in this uh, wing of the building. And when shots rang out, he ran over, saw a gun, nobody there. He ran down the stairs. You know, he could have very easily been set up. Whether maybe or not, he wasn't yeah. even there. Like his boss was like, "Hey, take the day off. Go catch a movie <laughs> on me. I know you like those war movies." Yeah, yeah it's, right. It's a double fiction. <laughs> yeah. But that wouldn't explain the witness who saw his shifty. Well, you just need a white guy him. running around in a coat, and yeah. then you just yeah. need someone being like, "Oh yeah, I saw a weird guy." Yeah, who says these aren't all G-men? You know that yeah, they're just like, the yeah, right. Oh yeah, I saw the guy. He was acting all crazy. Yeah. <laughs> He must have been on that reefer. Yeah, he was on that reefer. He went into that movie. Didn't buy his ticket, I saw. The level of coordination would be... <laughs> I mean, this is a president being murdered, right. and you are setting somebody up. And there still was bungling. There so was in lots of bungling. <laughs> Already, there are different, like, you know, uh, different witness testimony about what gun was there, you know, and... Uh, who was there, where the shots came from. So there is no 100% so far. Well, I mean, I, by the end of this series, I'm sure I will I'll get you all to believe that the Warren Report is completely fictitious. Yeah, we'll okay. see. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the, the TV special. <laughs> I definitely saw it. It convinced me good. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures, the diagrams. Yeah, you've never seen lines drawn in <laughs> Upon arriving at the brook, you can't help but wonder where the water leads, and so you follow the flow. The once babbling brook has grown in its intensity, both in sound and its current. Yeah, the sun rage. has dipped over the horizon, and it has become too dangerous to walk along the stream. For one false step, and you could be swept in. <gasps> Unable to build a shelter or begin a fire, you huddle in place, trying to remain warm, Should waiting for the sun to rise. more naked and afraid. <laughs> Learn how to make a fire, people. That's all for this episode of High Mystery. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. And that poem was made by Rob? Yeah, that's a nice. Rob original. Uh, I, <laughs> I did never, it just for you guys. That would never happen. I'll be on my shelter. I'll be on high ground. <laughs> I'd be ready way before the sun was setting. <laughs> well, when I say you, I mean the audience.
Yeah, but I took it personal. <laughs> I know. That's what second person does. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. We love you. Grammar making me feel things. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.